myself. I used to self-harm and I used to like cut myself and that actually became an inspiration for one of my poems called She because it was talking about how like although a girl is seen at the time like young is feminine and beautiful that she can be going through something so much harder and she's not that beautiful light bird that people think she is. She's actually a weight and she's being dragged down. That's why I wrote that poem so that people can see that although I may look happy, I'm not. And I wanted people to know that. And I had to find a way to release those emotions, but I didn't know how. And then I turned to look at my poetry notebook and I said, well, this is where it all has gone. So maybe I should start releasing it. And that's when I put up my website, theanneliswellman.wordpress.com. And I started releasing posts. That was like me telling the world like, yes, I'm going through this and I need to accept it. And then that led me to want to publish a book in the end. But then when I did, I realized that how many other people are going through this? And I, real, and I decided to share that poem actually after I found out my best friend was doing the same thing. I didn't know that. I was hiding it from everybody. And one day she called me on the phone crying and she said, Annalise, I need to tell you something. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash edtalks and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. So download a free trial today and start listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash ed talks how's it going powerful people my name is edward giles and thank you for tuning in to another episode here on the unlimited power show so this show is a show where we shine light on your unlimited capability to achieve greatness. How do we do that? We bring people who are sharing a piece of their light. And today on the show we have Annalise Wellman. Hi, the nice show. to we meet always you. Do the Thank you. Handshake. Oh, I won't perfect. Break your hand up. <laughs> Already done. <laughs> so why don't you give us an introduction about you and what you're passionate about? All right. Well, my name's Annalise Wellman, like you said, and I love poetry. I've been a poet for years now, and my favorite thing is. With, about poetry is that I can use it to connect to the community and that's what I love to do. That's my favorite thing. Reaching out through language and, and sound and rhythm in order to engage young people to realize that their emotions are shared and that the human condition is shared and nothing to be ashamed about. I love that emotion of shared, the human condition mm -hmm. is shared. I was sharing is such a big word for me right now because <laughs> yes. I've been thinking like this is true essence of life is like what your mama told you, you got to share. Exactly. Don't be selfish. That's yeah. what you do when you write poetry when you speak mm. or when you do this show or whatever you do it's like sharing for sure for so sure. i know you're going to be sharing a piece of you today mm. right now so mm -hmm. when did you first start sharing through poetry well um i first started sharing poetry i was going through actually a really hard time in my life that actually introduced me into the world of poetry and sharing it i started out writing poetry in eighth grade middle school where I learned a lot about Maya Angelou, Shakespeare, and even Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his I Have a Dream speech. I just loved the rhythm. And I started writing, but I was so afraid to share it. But then I started having 
a lot of issues with my family. My mom was really sick for a long period of time and I had to find a way to cope because I was doing things that were not right to myself and it was just bringing me down and I had to find a way to release those emotions but I didn't know how. And then I turned to look at my poetry notebook and I said, well, this is where it all has gone. So maybe I should start releasing it. And that's when I put up my website, theanneliswellman.wordpress.com. And I started releasing posts. My first one was Chasing Lilacs, which I'm sure I'll share with you later. Um, and that one, when I released that one, that was just monumental for me. That was like me telling the world like, yes, I'm going through this and I need to accept it. And then that led me to want to publish a book in the end. Mm -hmm. So a couple of key words, releasing something. Yes. I think of it two way as like you have something inside of you, you got let you have to let it out. Mm -hmm. And also I think of like you have something suppressing you and you have to let it go away from you. Exactly. So what were you releasing? I was re I think there's a few things. A lot of anger, a lot of anger toward myself and anger toward the situation around me. I was a very upset, sad person at the time when my mom was going through this and this was early in high school. And I didn't know how to deal with myself and deal with the emotions in me and they were dragging me down. I knew I had potential, but I didn't know how to come break through those barriers. It was like a barrier that was holding me down. And I think that's when I had to release this anger because I said, if I can get this anger out of me, then happiness will come out too. And this happiness will like this anger can be shown to other people and people can see that through anger comes a product or no, something to overcome. And that's why I decided to release that. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about like a specific instance, right? Yes. That became a line in your po poems. Um, a specific instance that became a line in my poem is when, actually, I, when I was talking about the bad stuff I was doing to myself, I used to self-harm and I used to like cut myself. And that actually became an inspiration for one of my poems called She, because it was talking about how like although a girl is seen at the time like young is feminine and beautiful that she can be going through something so much harder and she's not that beautiful light bird that people think she is she's actually a weight and she's being dragged down and that's why i wrote that poem so that people can see that although i may look happy i'm not and i wanted people to know that but i wasn't afraid to, i was afraid to share that poem in particular but then when i did i realized that how many other people are going through this and I really and I decided to share that poem actually after I found out my best friend was doing the same thing I didn't know that I was hiding it from everybody and one day she called me on the phone crying and she said Annalise I need to tell you something and I said oh well what is it you're like you've told me stuff forever and she goes I'm harming myself and then I, I of course we cried together because then I told her the same thing and that's when I decided to share that poem for to everybody because I knew that if two of us are going through the same thing and people both think of us as these people with innovative ideas, these smart girls in class, then of course that other people are going through it too. So, so not that I, you also released it to someone else, yes. you know, sharing it. Yes. For so sure. what advice would you give someone like you'd say, like how did you muster up the courage to share it? I know she, your mm -hmm. best friend yeah. shared it with you, but how did you muster up the courage to do that? It took a while. I think it really did take a while. I was sitting there and I realized that I was harming myself and I was also harming my family because I, when my mom was sick, she left to go to a different country to be with her family, like we are, I'm dual nationality, but her family lives in that country so she left there for a while. 
And I was left with my dad and I had to share this with him because it was weighing down on me too much. And I was thinking about like things like really bad, like suicide. And I said, I can't keep this in me anymore. I need to tell somebody, at least one person. And I told a counselor and she of course had to tell my dad because I was underage at the time. And that was my way of trying to get it to share because I wanted somebody to know. And then he told me, he said, you need to share, you need to do something about it. You need to talk about this to people because you can't keep it in you anymore. And he's like, I, he said, I don't want to lose you. And that really struck a chord with me. And I said, thought to myself, what would my parents' life be without me? Because I'm their daughter, but I'm also a sister. I'm also a best friend. And I'm also a cat mom and a, <laughs> and a dog mom. And I started thinking, wow, I do have an impact, even though it may be a small sphere. It's crazy how much many people's lives have been harmed by this, especially because I started thinking about my mom because my mom's mom actually passed away due to suicide. And it's still affecting us to this day. Like she comes up in conversations on vacation. We'll talk about her. We'll go visit her grave. And I wish that she was there. I, I've wished that for my entire life. And I started thinking about that, and that's really what prompted me to share. And that day I sat down and I pulled, I pulled up WordPress and I wrote my blog, I like started it and published it because I said, I'm gonna be there for my family and I'm gonna be there in the future and I wanna be known as somebody powerful and important in the lives of my kids, my grandkids, and I don't wanna lose out and I don't want anybody else to lose out. So hopefully if they read these poems, they can find some kind of hope. So, like, when you started communicating and you, you arrived at, like, the destination of hope. Like, yes. <laughs> I think it's, like, it's the story, and then this is where, like, the sheds open up, mm -hmm. and you start seeing things. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, there's momentum. For sure. Just, like, for freedom. Yes. And for, like, exploration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then there's also, like, internal inspiration at that time that happens to really force you to move. Mm -hmm. So if you could give yourself, like, a, a one-minute motivational speech at that time, knowing what you know now, experiencing what you experience now, what would you say to that, to yourself that's, at that time? That's a great thought. Um, I probably would tell the person that I was, because I'm not the same person. I feel like I've grown so much. I'd say, you are going to be a leader. You're going to be powerful. Even though you don't see the power in yourself now, there is power within. And it's, although it may be held down right now, there's an opportunity for you to release it and you need to speak because everybody has a voice, but not everybody uses it. And once you use that voice, that sets you apart from the people that sit back and they don't know how to, what to do, they're hiding. But once you speak out, you'll be powerful. And I would tell myself that. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thank you. Like Thank you. <laughs> So now you're a published author and you wrote this really amazing book. Thank you. The Mess in My Mind. Mm -hmm. How many poems are in there? I didn't quiet. No, that's a good question. All the numbers. <laughs> I, I, there's over 20. There's I, there's I know for a fact there's over 20. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how long it took you to write this book? Believe it or not, um, that's a collection of poems that I've had since eighth grade. So it technically took me like four years to put it together. Mm -hmm. But it's like I had the poems and then in like a year's time I put it together and I designed it and all because I had experience with InDesign and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what, it, it took a little while, but right, it was worth it. I love the, it. Co the cover design. Thank the you. Great color scheme. Thank I was, you. I was really impressed by it. <laughs> the simplicity yet mm. sophistication of it. Thank you, yeah. And on the book, if you look at the cover on the spine, there's like a little bird, a black bird flying. And 
I'm a big fan of the Beatles and they have a song called Blackbird and the Blackbird is talking about a symbol of freedom and that kind of symbolized that for me. So that's like a little symbol that not many people actually know about that I just wanted to address because it's kind of has, the, it has a part in me releasing this stuff, like the freedom of it. Mm -hmm. So the title, let's talk about the title. Yes. What does it mean, mess in my mind? You see, that was, believe it or not, that title came to me and that was the first thought I had because the mess in my mind, it has a lot of connotation to it for me because my thoughts tend to be a mess. I don't think straight line. I think idea, 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 idea. And sometimes those ideas cause me a lot of issues and also a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, but also a lot of happiness in the end. So what the entire book was about was, for me was life. Literally every single poem in there, it may not fit perfectly with everyone else, but it all has to do with something that's going on in my life and something that's happening. So I just thought the mess in my mind, because it's not, co it's not all together, but it's coherent and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful mess. Mm -hmm. So that's what the title was about. Mm -hmm. I like that. Let, Thank let me you. give you an analogy. I'm an analogy guy. Me too. <laughs> the mess in my mind, right? Yes. You just said that the book itself, let's think that the book is a physical replication of a piece of your mind. Mm -hmm. I do you a disservice to say your whole mind yeah. to replicate that. Right? A piece of your mind mm -hmm. is this book. In this book lies a piece of your experiences, mm -hmm. a piece of your creation, of yes. your work, yes. which is important because that's, that's what success is, sharing your pain and your your mm -hmm. your possessions yeah. at the same time so the book itself replicates the things that you may categorize as a mess right because there's thoughts that may be different crazy ideas or nice mm -hmm. fluent or not ideas yeah. it may look like a mess but when it comes together in a book it's it becomes a book mm -hmm. so like our bodies we're also a book right except we have full capi capacity of our minds to share mm -hmm. so we may look at the things in our mind like it's a mess but in reality, it's just different things firing, wiring up in just different directions to give you the experience called life. So, but it looks like a mess, but it's really a beauty if yes. you look at the whole spectrum of it. Yeah, abstract, so, art. I, I <laughs> abstract art. Abstract art. So I, that analogy says that no matter how confused you may be, mm -hmm. there's still beauty at the essence of your being. That's very beautiful. It's true though, it's very true. And that's what I kind of discovered almost when I started sharing it. That was a big part of it, a huge part. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us a couple of your favorite poems? Sure. Can I'm actually gonna read you guys the title piece, the mess in my mind one, cause that one has a lot of, like it shows my thought process a lot. Um, this one, the mess in my mind goes, my mind has got mi gone missing. My sanity can't find it. I've lost all control and my eyes can't seem to hide it. My nerves are a river, silver slivers that run, run through my body hithers, parts stretching like feathers into my soul's nethers. They fill everything that peels my mind like ferocious eels and even heal my deepest faults. The wings inject my heart and every part of tart emotion, shocking it to a sudden start. But though they pierce precarious pieces of my torn brain, they always seem to forge a nest in vain and create a new rest in the turbulent trains of tide in my chest, leaving me with nothing but a misinterpreted mess. That's like a really important piece for me. Let's do some English teacher work. Sure. <laughs> some analysis. Some analysis, yeah. Yes. Hey, repeat a couple of the lines that you think mm -hmm. that, that are pillar lines. All right. I think one of the 
biggest parts that like shows the central part of the thing, the entire poem is my mind has gone missing and I, my sanity can't find it. Because I think that really is like a metaphor that encompasses how you feel when you're overthinking something. Because you cannot find your sanity, you cannot find your brain. There's no, like, especially with me, I'm not speaking for everybody, but when I overthink, there's, it's almost like nothing can calm me down at the time. Because I can't understand why I'm overthinking, but also I can't understand why I shouldn't overthink because it just seems like the right thing to do. So this like metaphor that, this personification, <laughs> that like my mind is missing, shows that I really can't find it at that moment. And another really important phrase, I think, is the last like stanza. Um, well, it's actually pretty long, but I'll read the last few lines. It says, leaving me with nothing but a misinterpreted mess. Because that is like the conclusion to my overthinking. I'll go through these entire like just tides, like I said, of emotion. And all it ends up in is me realizing, wow, that was no big deal. That was absolutely no big deal. Or that was completely misinterpreted. They didn't mean it like that, but I totally took it like that and I created a mess. So that's why I made this one the title piece because this is just shows the thought process. And I liked that it showed the thought process and I wanted it to kind of reflect kind of the book in a whole. Mm -hmm. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I like so much about that? The person, the person off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, just me I too. Have trouble saying that it's words. okay, don't worry. <laughs> but I like that because our mind sometimes can detach. It's like our mind has turned against us. You exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. I didn't think about that. Logic can take you somewhere, it can't take you out. I feel that on a spiritual level. <laughs> like it's so much logic and you're trying to get out through the logic, but the logic just causes more logic, which confuses <laughs> the essence of your being. Mm -hmm. So at that point, the mind is fighting against itself and the soul hides when your mind is fighting against yourself. Mm -hmm. almost like. No, it's true. And I remember, I actually, I listen to a lot of music, but this is also a metaphor that I've heard that there's two wolves in you and one is anger and fear and one's happiness and the one that survives is the one that you feed. And that kind of reminds me a little bit about this because like at that moment I'm feeding the angry wolf and that one's getting bigger and consuming me. And that other like happy wolf is getting smaller and like disappearing in that moment. And then after this is all over, I still have that angry wolf like, oh, what did I just do? And I just have to fight in order to get back to that stable nature, the equilibrium. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're gonna do like a quick final stretch. Let's t let's talk about a couple sure. of things you do for yourself. Self care okay. and your mind. How do you feed your mind and how do you take care of your spirit and your emotions? Mm. What do you do for that? Well, um, I started breathing. Like, and I know that's like might sound crazy to people, but like the breathing exercises that I do, I really focus on the breath, and that really helps me with like when I get worked up, it really helps me bring me back down. And I know like my mom always talks about meditation and it's a thing that I'm trying to get into. It's like a little, it's a different, but it, it does help overall. I just feel a lot calmer. Mm -hmm. I can teach you. Okay, yeah, I actually Remember, like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I actually do that at yeah, home. Yeah, you do, you do the Qigong, the, the, the tea activity. one. Yes, I actually do it. Okay, there's a lot more, there's a lot more. Really? Oh, I that's cool. You. Yeah, okay, <laughs> hold you to it. Yeah. What else do you do? 
Um, well, I write poet. That that's my main thing. <laughs> poetry is myself is like a form of self care for me because as soon as I feel, oh no, this is happening, I don't know how to handle it. Or as soon as I feel a drop of emotion, and I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna play out. I sit down and I write it out in like a rhythm. Iambic pentameter is my favorite because it mimics the heart and that mimics the human condition because it has like that to to rhythm. And so I sit down and I'll start writing and I'll write until like, I'll write two, three poems sometimes just because I'm thinking, overthinking. And that helps me not only get my creative juices flowing, but also helps me put my emotion on paper because once it's on paper, it's not in me anymore. I use that as like a metaphor. Like take it out when it's out on paper, it's not in me and I post it online, then it's out. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Thank That's you. Beautiful. <laughs> it's also, if you don't write poetry, you can just journal and write. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, writing random thoughts about like what I'm really thinking. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, well, if somebody do a history on me, they don't know what I was really thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, well, that's 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 what I'm going to have to, like, mm -hmm. you know, everything has its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. It's good, though, because yeah. you can see yourself on paper. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> a couple of other things. Where do you see yourself in the future? What are you going for? Like, what has this pain investment into your purpose? It has... In it really has invested in me the purpose, that my purpose is to be a leader and to help people, whether it be through poetry or any field that I'm in. I know I was telling you that I was a biology major, but I, although I want to do stuff in biology, I really also don't want to disconnect myself from the poetry. I want to use it. I want to publish more books. I want to reach out to schools and do like collective works with little with kids who are in Title I schools, like my dad works at a school um, in Green Acres. And I want them, those kids that I know that are going through a worse time than even I, maybe even I was at the time, to be able to express themselves so that they stay out of like the streets and the gangs and they decide maybe words are my new way to express myself, rap, anything they want, you know? Because the more kids, the more minds, I'll say, we save from doing harmful things to themselves, the better this world will be in the future. And that's why I want to make really continue community involvement and really reach out to those people that I think need poetry. I think that's a life worth living. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> if people could support you in your endeavors to accomplishing this as you accomplish some of it right now, mm -hmm. what would they do? Um, I think they would, right now, they would go on my WordPress, on like I said, on EliseWellman.wordpress.com. Um, and they would just support me, like, send me messages if you have if there's a school that wants to do this I would complete completely open to going to that school I would love to like have a p program or club that I could like speak at or go to just to do this because I mean I self-publish this so I can help people self-publish other things too because I have the information and the knowledge and I would love to give it out you know mm, thank you <laughs> movement Yes. But, yeah, that's a movement you can do. You can start that in schools for mental that's health. They actually have something along the lines that okay. are fun to help you do that. And we can talk more about that. Sure. So how do people connect with you online? Mm -hmm. Well, I have a two. I have an Instagram, a um, underscore aw dot poetry, uh, um, and that's one of my main. Uh, that's one of my main ways you can communicate with me, or you can email me on elisewellman at gmail dot com and. Uh, I'll be. I'll always respond to emails if any, like any questions or anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the final thing I always like to say. I like to say share your final thoughts. Mm -hmm. But in, in sharing your final thoughts, I really want you to think because we didn't go too deep into. We shared. You shared a little, 
about your story and what you do and why you do what you do. But I wanted you to share something for someone who may be, let's say you, two, mm. three years ago. What would you say to yourself? Um, if I could go back, it would, <laughs> that's like an emotional like thought for me. I would tell myself, you know, things can be a lot better if you just put down what you're doing. And by what you're doing, I mean the bad things to yourself. Look at yourself, look at your wrists, look, look at you, your flesh, you're human. Humans are prone to make mistakes and you haven't made any just right now. It's hard to get through life and it, everybody goes through that. And it's not just you. And that's a really important thing to know. It's not just you, every single person around you, you talk to them for an hour, you'll find it. They'll, their struggles, their pain, they'll tell you about it because everybody has something they want to escape that wants to escape them and they don't know how to do that very well. But hurting yourself, thinking things that you don't deserve a life, that is completely, completely absurd. Everybody deserves a life. That's why you're put here on this earth. It's what you do with that life. And that's not the bad thing, not what you do to yourself. It's what you do with your voice. It's what you do with your mind, these thoughts you have that are a mess or a beautiful mess and how you get them out and how you tell, how you tell people what you want to do in your story. It's your legacy that's in the end, that's gonna really be your life. And do you wanna be known as somebody who was being held back, was always had the potential but never could do it? Would you, or do you wanna be known as the person who put down what they were doing and said, I wanna change the world? That was powerful, you did it. Thank this you. That was amazing, thank you for sharing. Thank and you. We're still gonna do it, we're still gonna do the handshake. Right? Oh yes, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I the clap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful episode today. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unlimited Power Show. With Annalise Wellman. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. <laughs> and thank you, remember, you have greatness with you, within you. You have the unlimited power and the ability to do more than you could ever begin to imagine. But like I said, belief is the letter opener that opens up the letter of your talents and gifts. So until you believe it, the world will forever miss all your talents, all your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So remember, let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>